0: Hello all, this is John Ferriso. I first met Matt at a meeting of Society of Professional Investigators. As I listened to his episodes of PI Perspectives, other guests were answering the very questions that I was looking for. PI Perspectives provides a wealth of information. Thank you, Matt. The Campbell Group offers best in the industry pricing, service, and coverage for private investigators. With more than 25 years of experience in the industry and over 3,000 PIs insured nationally, The Campbell team has the expertise to make sure you have the coverage you need. Submit an application and receive a quote within 24 hours. Let them know you're a PI Perspectives listener on your application for $50 off your yearly premium.
1: I want to talk to everybody today about ScopeNow.com. ScopeNow has been a big-time sponsor of this program for quite some time, and I just love their service. I've been using them... Since the beginning, I'm one of their beta customers, and uh, it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information. I think it's one of the best points of how ScopeNow can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, Uh, This is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts so you have uh, particular people that you're looking at you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing and their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool when they brought that out on version three. It was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know having that relationship, you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports and put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well so check them out today it's uh, www.scopenow.com they're a great great company they should be one of the tools in your toolbox along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do Uh, you need to make sure that scope now is a part of that sweet scopenow.com welcome to this week's episode of
0: pi perspectives today kitty haley is back with a big announcement kitty has released her latest book Code of Professional Conduct, Standards and Ethics for the Investigative Profession. Kitty is here to announce that all Investigators Toolbox members can access her book right on the website. Now, this book is the industry standard on how to ethically run an investigation firm. If you're a Toolbox member, here's just another reason to join. So please welcome Kitty Haley and your host, New York Private Investigator, Matt Spare.
1: Welcome everyone to this week's episode of PI Perspective. This is Matt Sperry, your host. We're getting back into ethics again. And I asked Kitty Haley to come back on because she's got a, a fourth edition of an amazing book that's out there and I wanted to kind of highlight it. So Kitty, I want to welcome you back to the program.
2: Well, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great to see you. Always great to chat. Um, you know, I, I've seen you fortunately live at some events recently and uh, we've, we've chatted on the phone and created emails and... Uh, I just got them back and forth. Um, What have you been up to since the last time we chatted?
2: Wow, so much. I published two books at the end of last year, the new fourth edition of The Code, and I put out a compilation of articles that I've written since 20, let me think, 2002. Oh my God, that's such a long time ago. The last Mm -hmm. 20 years, I've written an additional 30 articles that I put together in a book called The Professional Investigator Part 2. And, um, and I'm working on two post conviction cases, and I don't know, just being happy,
1: doing life. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's re- that's really great. Um, yeah. And um, let's let's talk about the Forbes Award too, because I don't know if we covered that. Uh,
2: oh yeah that that, yeah. that little thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. So why, why don't you tell folks about that?
2: That was quite exciting, and it was uh, unexpected. In uh, the beginning of November, I was notified by Forbes magazine that I was one of 50 women over 50 who was being honored. And um, I was thrilled and blown away because I had not anticipated it or expected it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to uh, there was a whole thing on the Forbes website and I attended um A wonderful luncheon at Forbes on Fifth Avenue. And it was really exciting because I'm in the company of such people as um, Katenji Brown Jackson, um, our newest Supreme Court nominee, and um, the head of the American Bar Association, and um, Dolores Huerta, who was one of uh, the people who helped Cesar Chavez. She is 91 years old. Wow. the best thing about her, when I met her, she said, I'm going to tell you my plans for the next 10 years. What are yours? And she's yeah. 91 years old. That's great. So it was very inspirational. Um, I was in good company. It was hosted by Hoda Kotb and um, Mika Brzezinski. Uh, I just got to met, meet some wonderful people. And it's it's been helpful for me, but I'm able to pay back through it. Sure. I'm trying to work with the people from Forbes to talk about investigators in every state in this union so right. that we can um promote the role of investigators and tell attorneys how they can use us better because people do not know how yeah. to use our services
1: absolutely i mean that was something you and i had talked of uh, offline i remember we were uh, we were down in florida chatting about this with the uh, meeting the um the, the lawyer there the attorney general um you know just making it or the i'm sorry the bar association um you know the the President Bar Association just making it um accessible um your book to uh, investigators all over the country just bringing bringing light to it um you know we we talk about this all the time right this is a lot of times a second career for people um after they had a, a you know, twenty year career or so and uh, they've got their on the job training but when it comes to the post. Uh, in law enforcement career, like there's nobody to guide them. There's nobody to show them the do's and the don'ts. Um, So having this content is super important.
2: And, and, you know, don't forget that we are a group of people who are not unified unless we belong to a national association. Every state in this union in this country has a separate set of rules and Everyone is guided differently and some of them don't have rules and some of them aren't licensed. And, and every state, I think at this point, every state has an association and the association has a code of ethics. And, and we are so segmented and yet we do the same thing and we need each other and we support each other. And we also need to show the world that we are professionals. The only way we can be professionals is to have a little more structure, be a little more united, be a little more professional. And that includes uh, living up to a code of ethics that we can be proud of that says, I may be in Pennsylvania and you may be in New York State. And so our licensing laws are different. But we abide by the same code of ethics. We are all investigators and if you hire one of us, you can count on us because we work with the same standards as everyone else.
1: Sure, and I know you, you've you made this uh, book, which is the Code of Professional Conduct, Standard and Ethics for the Investigative Profession, uh, yeah. volume four or edition four, fourth edition, right. there we go. Um, so you, you've made this content available for different state associations, right? Uh, which is amazing, right? There are a few state associations that if you join, they're gonna make sure you get a copy of this that, that you have reference to it and you're able to to glean from it, which I think is amazing.
2: Yeah, it's really exciting that um finally we've come into um our time that, you know, we're not just those people on television uh, that everyone looks at and goes, oh my God, I wanna be an investigator you have to be licensed to be an investigator. You have to take it seriously. You're taking on um, the responsibility of someone's life and the decisions that they will make going forward because of the information you find today. And so if we don't take it um, seriously, and if we don't do it with some ethical background, uh, we can really impact people's lives uh, in a negative way. That's not yeah. our goal.
1: Yeah. In you know, it's so important, too, because a lot of times when somebody is contacting you to use your services, like they've had a very traumatic thing happen in their life. You know, it can be criminal related, it can be civil related, it could be matrimonial related. Well, it, their life is not in balance. <laughs> the reason they're hiring us is because something has gone uh, gone wrong. Right. So um, having ethics and, and somebody who's got standards of doing things, that helps them navigate through that. Right.
2: That's absolutely true. And what I try to do is to cover how we should work to uphold the highest um, level of professionalism, how we should work with our client to give them the best service so that they are treated fairly and they know the information they're getting is complete and accurate. And then how we interact with other investigators, because sometimes we don't work alone. Sometimes we need someone else for information or to do a job because you're not in the same area where they are. And you want to make sure that everyone is abiding by those similar um, ethical standards that I can count on somebody uh, today. I just called someone in Memphis, Tennessee. I need you to represent me in Memphis, Tennessee. Can -hmm. you do that? And I'm confident that she's going to do it with my code of ethics, with my standards because she is an ethical woman and she happened to have purchased my book and and I know we've had these discussions. We agree.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and it's it's nice to see that trend. I would say in the past five, six years or so that there's really been this push towards hey, like ethics are important. And we really got to watch what we're doing. Um, and and even taking a step further, I, I remember you had done a webinar. I think it was last year or the year before on net right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, going online and the ethics behind doing investigations online, which that opens up a whole nother can of worms of, of uh, do I or don't I, or should I, or shouldn't I, like that kind of stuff, right?
2: It does. And 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 AI is going to make a whole new world for us as well, because how do we know that the information we have just gotten is really from the source we think it is mm-hmm. when we have, uh, what is it, uh, uh, the uh, the GP chat oh, chat,
1: uh, chat chat
2: chat GPT. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Um, that can it can write a book in the style of Kitty Haley if yeah. it wants to. If it although wants although I don't think anyone would want to, but at this point <laughs> it's and and it could be quoted and you could find resources for it. And that's our problem, that there is no such thing as a fact if yeah. we can't find a provenance for it and um that impacts on us and puts an added burden of responsibility on what we do. So yeah, uh, internet ethics are an entire uh, different animal.
1: Yeah, we we just did a couple of weeks ago an episode um, on chat GPT with scott walker and it was fascinating and amazing and scary at the same time you know oh, I, I, I keep waiting oh, right. for the terminator to show up and uh and looking to kill sarah connor right. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting you know like these machines they apparently uh they don't teach themselves yet uh, right you know, they're, they're just regurgitating what's what's being entered in and apparently it, it only goes to 2021 um as far mm-hmm. as the data that's in there but um you know it uh, continues to change and evolve and who knows what the next uh, great uh, shiny thing is going to be right
2: oh absolutely and i mean not going that far go back 10 years and we have um we have drones mm-hmm. where can a drone go what can it see when is it violating airspace and and violating someone's privacy um putting in GPSs in cars, Mm -hmm. uh, can you use them? Can you not use them? What are the laws behind it? Because I mean, everything comes down to three things. Can you do it? And the answer today is yes, we can do anything. We can do anything, right? The second thing is, is it legal? And it might be legal in my state, not legal in your state. So we have a responsibility to find out what really is legal and what we can do. And then the third thing is, even if it's legal and even if we can do it, is it ethical? Will it improperly impact on someone's life? Will it change it for the worst? Because our job is not to make people suffer. Our job is to find out information that can be used legally, and then there is that moral ethical line. Where are we crossing that line? Mm-hmm. Have we ruined someone's life? Have we impacted upon it in a way that uh, violates their privacy? Yeah, we be really it- careful.
1: Yeah, these are these are all things to consider now, especially as the Wild West continues to to roll out and it allows us to do more and more things that we didn't think we could do or know, or know about, and just to be educated about too. So you know, you think about um, you know, someone who reads your books and, and understands this, and then goes to talk to a politician or they're, they're part of our uh, one of our associations that advocates for um, the investigative profession. You know, being able to reference a lot of the material that's that's in the book, you know, it makes you sound like, you know, what you're talking about, which is good. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it gives credibility, right. It gives comfort, you know, because, you know, we do want to paint a picture of what we do as as, you know, the good guys, like people that are, um, really just trying to figure out what happened, you know, and let, you know, find out what happened, understand the implications of what happened and how that's going to affect all parties involved and report really, just report on, on, on that. And, and if you can stay in, in those boundaries, you, chances are you're doing pretty good, right?
2: Yeah, I agree with that. And today it even becomes more difficult because we have become so polarized that everything has um, an overtone of uh, political reference. Mm-hmm. And that puts an added burden on an investigator. Can you do the job without allowing your personal political or uh, uh, preferences? Yeah. get in the way. I mean is there a prejudice before we start the job and if there is we have to be big enough to recognize it and know that it's going to impact what we do and so either we have to overcome our own personal prejudices and do the job properly or yeah. turn it over to someone else because if you can't handle it objectively you shouldn't be doing the job.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I you know a kind of off topic but I came across something and it, and it kind of uh, had me thinking right So um, I'm a member of association and and an association was announcing a particular speaker, right And a speaker was is a polarizing person, right? It's somebody who who got caught in the middle of of uh, a political thing and this person had a law enforcement career. They're caught in the middle of um, a political thing and, and they made a decision right and the decision um, was viewed, by some is a good decision, by some is a bad decision, but you understand in the heat of what was going on, it was the only decision that could have been made, right? So that happens. This person ends up retiring and now they're they're, um, in a private career, right? They are now involved in speaking, going out and speaking events. And then you have some people that because of that instance that happened, like, I don't know, five years, five years or six years ago, they're like, um, I don't want to be a part of your state association anymore because you're promoting this particular person. And it's like, wait a second, man, there's two sides to every story. Um, you know, Obviously, this person is not here to talk about that particular subject or what happened. They're doing something else. They're entitled to have a career after law enforcement. Oh, and by the way, where do you stand? If you're so offended by what this person did, what does that say about your character and who you are? It's like, it's, I'm pretty obvious and blatant, you know, who you are. And I'm kind of glad that you don't want to be a part of that association anymore because maybe you're not a good person, right? This is very strange, right? To, to, to see people do that. that
2: Well, we live in a cancel culture. So, you know, someone did something wrong 25 years ago. um, Don't give them the opportunity to grow and change and learn and become a, a better citizen and a better person. And that's, that's the problem. But um, you also have to, learn to separate. Um yeah. if everyone turned off Sunday golf because Tiger Woods had an affair 10 years ago, right. then we would not see some of the best golf that ever existed. Um, so we've got to learn to separate the topic, the title, the person um, from the thing that they are doing at that moment. And mm-hmm. someone may be a, a horrible human being, but maybe he made a wonderful movie. That yeah. doesn't mean that everyone in that movie, every prop person and cameraman and actor has to suffer because he did something bad 100. 25 years ago. 100%. So let's look at everything in, in context in context what it is, where it is. And yeah. Let's move on.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think this is a good place to take a break. So we're going to jump out real quick. And then when we come back, I want to talk more about the book and uh, just ethics in general and, uh, We'll get, uh, we'll get going on it. So, everybody sit tight and we will be right back. Check out the
0: PI Institute of Education at piinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Are you an investigator that can't find the time for research or are you stuck on a case that has given you issues? Satellite Investigations has a dedicated research team that specializes in skip tracing and defendant locates. Let our expert researchers use a balanced technique of research and pretext know-how to authenticate data and get you the answers you need. Contact us today by emailing us at satellitepi.com. Do you enjoy our podcast and the guests we bring you? Since 2019, Matt and his team have done their very best to give you amazing shows each week. If you feel like our show has helped you to be a better investigator or maybe even inspired you to become an investigator, please let us know. We're looking for testimonials. Drop Matt an email with a recorded 20 to 30 seconds of you talking about this podcast. You can also email him something verbal about the website. His email is matthews at satellitepi.com. And if you really feel blessed for having this content, consider supporting Matt and our show by joining Investigator's Toolbox. You really have to see version 2.0. And at just 49 cents a day, it's a
1: no-brainer. Now let's jump
0: in to this week's episode.
1: And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. We're here with the amazing Kitty Haley. Kitty, welcome back to the program.
2: Well, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, always great chatting with you. And, and uh, you know, just getting a sense of the pulse of what's going on, I think, is, uh, is great. You're a fountain of knowledge. We're talking about the Code of Professional Conduct Standards and Ethics for the Investigative Profession, edition four.
2: It's a big name. I just call it the
1: code. There you go, the code.
2: We right. the code. code. Right. I was going to say, it's funny, people have been asking me, well, why should we accept your code of ethics? And, and I really want to explain something. It's not my code of ethics. Um, I put it together. It's everybody's code of ethics. It's ethics that existed in writing in every state and national association or um, in every licensing board, but they each had different parts of it. One would have three things that they said is, this is our code and this is what we have to live by. One association would have a full page of information that they said, we agreed to abide by this code of ethics. And what I did was to put them together and compile them. And I found that there are so many similarities. Some of them were poorly stated. Some Mm -hmm. of them were incomplete. Some of them overlapped. Georgia had things in it that Mississippi didn't have in theirs. So I put them all together and I compiled them and I contrasted them and I explained them. And I came up with a book that's about 200 and some odd pages long. And it states clearly what everybody tried to do and then helps to explain it and explain the words that are used and clarify it. Mm. And that's the code. So it's not that I want my code to be out there. It's our code. And and I just throw things out there like, um, oh, my goodness, it's Webster's Dictionary. So oh. Miriam webster put the dictionary together. Um, it's Black's Law Dictionary mm-hmm. because Mr. Black decided that those words needed to be defined. And so this is Haley's code because Kitty Haley put it together, not because I wrote it. It's not an original writing, but my explanation and my clarification is original. Yeah, and so that's all it is. It's it's a compilation of what compilation. we already agreed to.
1: Yeah, yeah. and it's in. It's so great because there are, there is feedback from all over the place, right? You know, that, that contribution from the industry. I mean, it, it. It we're not reinventing the wheel here, right? This is stuff that's pretty obvious, but it's just having that yeah. one place to go. Um, and especially, you know, it's, it's intimidating for somebody who's just getting into the industry. Like, where do I start? What do I do? How do I make sure I'm doing the right thing? What do I charge? You know, like, what do, uh, um, you know, what do we, uh, what do we do here? I'll tell you a funny story real quick. So I had a a subcontractor who, um, does work for me regularly. He's amazing. Does a great job. And, and, you know, we had negotiated a price and this and that. And then one day I get an invoice from him, and this is like a significant increase in it. Right. So I come up, I'm like, Hey, like, What what happened here? It goes. Oh, I read Kitty Haley's book about billing practices, and he goes. I changed my invoice. I was like, awesome, great. Maybe you should have given me the heads up before you send the invoice over. (laughs) So (laughs) I had a chuckle. I had a really chuckle about it, and I was like, good for you, you know, good for you that that you're you're taking that initiative. Um, for doing things you know and it wasn't like i was underpaying him he was being paid well it was more along the lines of like copies and mileage and, th- and things like that that he didn't realize like hey i should be billing for this or i should be i shouldn't be eating that expense and it was an expense that i wasn't even aware of right he you know he was just eating it on his own but yeah i'll pay you for it you know no problem just put it in there let me know about it that's all so i thought but- you would appreciate that story
2: Yeah, absolutely. But I I have to clarify something. That information didn't come from the ethics book. I don't talk about, I only talk about being fair and and, um, maintaining standards in the ethics book. That came (laughs) from my conversation with an investigator book. Oh, okay. where I talk to it's a conversation that I wish I could have with every new investigator. And, um, it talks about how do we bill, how do we set up an office? How do we find clients? Um, how do we advertise? So that's a whole different thing. Although of both books, one of them was necessary. The code is necessary. The conversation was informative and, um, And if I were, if someone said to me, which book should I get, I would say, um, buy the conversation because it'll tell you how to set up your business and it'll talk about the pitfalls. But you can always look up the code, um, through various resources and it's available as an ebook for under 10 bucks. So why not? Why not? It's a good reference book, right? The Mm -hmm. conversation is is a little more down and dirty. This is what I need to do. This Mm -hmm. is how I need to charge. Uh, It doesn't price fix. It just says, let's look at what your expenses are. You know, the problem is that I've been around a long time. This is, I've been in business for over 50 years because this is not my second profession. This Mm -hmm. is my, right? And so, as a result of it, I have so much information and I've done so many different kinds of cases and I'm so passionate about it that I just want to share. And you're going to have to tell me to stop talking because I can go on forever. Give me a topic. I'll talk on it because I've investigated it or sure. I've worked with someone who has or I I can show you how to um, avoid a pitfall or what you should do that people think is legal, but it's not. And that's just a, a wealth of information that i want to share with everybody. I uh, I'm I'm a teacher at heart. Yeah. You know, i want you to do well because every time you do well, i do well. You make my profession better yeah. because you have become more professional.
1: No, oh, 100%. So- it's 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 so necessary. Um and even you know taking a step further and mentorship and things like that you know and being a part of state associations national associations just being involved being present, having a voice yes. in the room um, you know having an opinion one of the things I like to do when I when I talk and um, I've done ethics talks and I've done uh, talks on you know how to do photography and, and business growing your business and things like that I always like to solicit people in the room and um, have a participation. I feel like when, you know, the audience who you're talking to are people like you and me that kind of do this stuff already. And it's always more interesting, you know, to ask people, Hey, what do you, what's your take on this? Or does anybody have an opinion on this? Hey, um, it kills the time, <laughs> especially when they're asking you to talk for like two hours. <laughs> it's super easy. Right. <laughs> and, and, and B, you get some really good fruit out of it. Right. Some really good knowledge on, on uh, back and forth.
2: Absolutely. We, we all have something important to say. And I don't know if your listeners are aware of how important you are. You've done so much for this profession. You've put so much into the industry because you you know so much about the technical end of things, but you're also um, an avid investigator yourself. You run a, a very busy business and you're president of Aldenys. And so you've taken on a lot of hats and a lot of mantles. Every one of them promotes the professionalism of this industry, which is all I want out of life. If, if my legacy is nothing more than she helped us to become more professional, then, then I did it, man. And I'm happy.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was my next question. What do you want to be remembered as? Um, But you're, you're kind (laughs) of, you're you're taking the steam out of my question. Um, But, but, but that's it. It is legacy. Right. And that's so important to me. And what's great is, you know, I, young children and like they see, See all the stuff that I'm doing, and they get excited by it. I know when I was writing for PI Magazine on a regular basis. I mean, every issue that came out, my my kids are reading it, you know, and they're asking me about stuff. And they're not just reading my articles; they're reading other stuff too. So, in there, which is uh, cool, because they're they're learning a little bit about what I do. Um, but hey, I got you know, it's, I have fans, and I have people that that aren't uh, fans of mine too. So you can't please everybody, and then you know you're doing something right. <laughs>
2: I, everybody doesn't love me. I know that, yeah. and and it's okay. Totally I'm allowed. Okay. To person, we're allowed to be individuals. But the one thing that we should be united on is that we are in one of the most exciting, helpful, useful, innovative, and 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 invigorating. Professions in the world, we affect people's lives and we do it because we are smarter, more prepared, um, more innovative, more thorough than anyone else. Yeah. Attorneys are good. They take the cases into court, but they can't take a case into court that we haven't prepared for them. Correct. Yeah, there's actually
1: F. Lee Bailey, right? Uh, Yeah. Without investigation, there is no litigation. Absolutely. the last time I saw him before he passed away, that was his theme of, of his talk. And I'm just like, this guy's a genius. Like I, it's so yeah. true, you know.
2: I it's interesting. The um boardwalk seminar for attorneys is, in New Jersey is being held next week. Uh, and I, I'm glad to be part of that also. But I met F Lee Bailey 25 years ago at a boardwalk seminar mm-hmm. in uh in New Jersey. We had a booth for the New Jersey Association of Licensed Investigators. And he came over. And the first thing he did is, who's the investigator? And I was the only one behind the booth. And I stood up and I said, I guess that's me, sir. And I shook his hand. He said, I want to thank you. We can't do anything without you. We don't exist without your existence. So thank you. And he turned around and walked away. And I was like, blown away oh my god definitely barely just my hand
1: yeah yeah Yeah. i was the last time i saw him i was down in tampa at an alley event, and uh, we had broke for lunch and you know the network the networker that i am i took my time getting to the room for lunch uh i think i was talking to kelly riddle for way too long and uh i got there and all the tables were, were we're taken, right? So I go and I get my food and I sit down and there's nobody sitting at my table. I'm like, hey, whatever I'm just sitting down. And who comes along but Flee Bailey? And he sits right next to me with his entourage. And I'm just like, Holy crap, I'm having lunch with Fleet Bailey. That's pretty amazing. And I got to chat with him. He's a super nice guy. Super nice guy. Yeah. Really, really cool. And yeah.
2: and he, he helped to elevate the profession. You know, yeah. he did he did it with a lot of fanfare, but he did it well and he did it honestly. And that's that's all we need in life.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, just, just making sure that folks, you know, that have been in this industry industry for a while. So I've been doing this almost 20 years. I don't have the, 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 uh, pedigree that you have. You've been doing it a little bit longer than me. Uh, but, but, you know, folks that have been around for a while, just making sure, you know, that you're raising up people behind you. Um, even in your own business, you know, it's like, you know, you should make sure that if you run a business, you have people working for you, that you're laying the, the groundwork for them to elevate in the profession as well and just keep it going. Right. Um, you, know, you had mentioned Aldenese for me, and I do, I serve as a of the state association on my board. I've already identified people that I think, you know, would be good stepping up into the next level and i'm speaking into them right i'm giving them tasks and 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 we're having conversations about things because i care about the association i want it to continue to flourish after i'm gone it's not about me at all right but i'm going to be out of there it's a two year term and then then you do a chairman for two years and you're you're pretty much a past president that's it right but always leave things better than when you got there <laughs> please Uh you know, is is super important. And and that's things Um, to remember, you know. Being better at things. Um and, and the books, the books help. That's that's where it all starts. Learning how to do things the right way. Super important.
2: Yeah, you know, I think it's important to um to teach your staff that they are working under your ethical guidelines. Yes. That everything they do is reflected on you, that you take the um the the hit. If something's done wrong, both professionally and reputation wise, but also financially, because you are responsible and I hope everyone has insurance and can cover that. But those are those are things that are really important, you know, and I hope everyone's licensed who's acting as an investigator because we only uphold the highest profession well, standard if we do what what's required of us. You know, And that's that's part of I, the reason I wrote the book in the first place is because it needed to be written okay um i often kid that it was the wild west when i got involved in it but i realized that that would be a disservice to Billy the kid because it it was worse than the wild west yeah investors were doing absolutely atrocious things just because raymond chandler in a book could um wiretap somebody or or drill a hole through a motel room and mm-hmm. and take photographs doesn't mean it's legal, doesn't yeah. mean it's ethical, doesn't mean we can do that. Investigators would do anything. They would impersonate people. Um, they would uh, use pretexts and ruses that were highly um, improper. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a um, an ex parte ruling that attorneys go by that I cannot interview the uh, the client of another attorney without that attorney's permission
1: in presence, yeah.
2: Um, just go and do that and you've got you've got to know that you've got to know those rules and Mm. and if if it can't be submitted in court if you cannot provide a provenance for what occurred then you should not do it yeah it's just as simple as that and it's so easy to get things improperly, uh, new people to, law, to um, investigation who came from law enforcement cannot and should not use their previous resources to gather information if it's not legal, because there's a footprint or a fingerprint on everything that you do, and you're going to ruin your own reputation and the reputation of one of your previous colleagues who is now selling you information that you are not legally entitled to. Yeah. So we have to know those things. We're all on the same, we're in the same playing field. I, I just said this at the IntelliNet conference um, a couple of weeks ago in Orlando. We all have the same superpowers. Yours are no better than mine. And just because you were the former head of intelligence of the CIA doesn't make you any better than me, because right now you're just an investigator. You're Mr. Investigator. I'm Mrs. Investigator. We have the same sources and resources and the same obligations under law. And once you remember that, it's very humbling to realize that it's we don't have an entire government behind us anymore. We don't have an entire police department behind us. We're on our own. And so we need each other and we need to uphold those standards.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's uh, that's probably a good way to uh, to wrap this up. Um, so again, folks, it's the code of uh, professional conduct standards and ethics for the investigative profession, or as Kitty says, the code. Um, yeah. The the other thing I, I do want to mention uh, is that if you are an Investigator's Toolbox member, uh, Kitty has been gracious enough to have a uh, digital copy available for viewing um, on the site. It's right on the main page uh, in one of the drop down buckets in the More drop down bucket. Um, so if you are a member of the Toolbox, um, definitely want to go and check that out. You can read it right off of there and uh, reference uh, anything. And I want to thank Kitty again for making that available uh, to our members. Um, it's, it's fantastic. If you're just listening to PI Perspectives and you're not a, a member of Investigators Toolbox, here's another good reason to go and join because uh, you get access to content like that. And Kitty's actually a member of the site as well. So if you could follow up with questions uh, on the site, Um, to her. She's on our panel of uh, ask a PI uh, uh, panel when it comes to ethics stuff. So um, Kitty, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, continuing to wave the torch for doing the right thing. Uh, I can't say thank you enough and how much I appreciate what you do.
2: Well, thank you so much. It's a mutual admiration society. I think we both do a lot for the profession. I'm very proud of it. So thank you.
1: Yeah. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll catch everybody next week on the next episode. Take care.
0: Thank you, Kitty, for all you do for this industry. we are excited for the new book, so don't forget to check it out as part of your investigator's toolbox membership. And thank you to the Campbell Insurance Group for sponsoring this show. Remember to tell them you listen to us to save $50 when you apply for insurance. Additional thanks to the PI Institute for Education, Scope Now, and Satellite Investigations for sponsoring this show. Make sure you contact Satellite if you need help with any skip tracing needs and also don't forget about investigatorstoolbox.com savings you can type in version 2.0 25 percent and you'll save 50 bucks when you join if you have a question or comment about the show email matt at matthews at satellitepi.com you can also find him on linkedin instagram and facebook we want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible and we'll be back again next week with a new show so make sure you tune in and stay safe out there